from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. See, senor. It's a dimly lit room on a Friday, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. That's right, I said bowel. And today, heading into the weekend, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Of course, Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people, plus honorary, honorary general manager, to quote J- Dave Chappelle, Juicy Sommelier. All right. Also known as Jussie Smollett. Smollett? He's only going to spend 150 days in jail. That's all you get for all that. Seems like it ought to be more. Well, they're they're he's got to pay back 125 grand, and they're finding him another 25 grand. Yeah, but if you're a rich guy, that don't make any difference. I don't know how rich he is. Richish. Uh he should spend more time in jail, though. What a freaking idiot. Well, uh, some people, and I I echo their cry, have called for a hate crime enhancement. Because what he did was clearly racially motivated. Well, and gonna... what he faked up was a hate crime. It certainly, at least temporarily, increased people's feelings that there's so much white supremacy in the country. Yeah, that's not a that's not a cool thing to just mess around with. Well, honestly, if you know he's guilty of perpetuating that whole race war narrative with all of its negative effects in education, for instance in uh, kids' feelings about their, their country, that sort of thing, he ought to spend the next 150,000 years in prison because that's uh, wreaking enormous damage on, on so many folks. So when Jesse Smollett was sentenced yesterday, he uh, went on a little rant in the courtroom, which caused the like guards and stuff to run over behind him because this guy looks like he's about to twist off. Anyway, we'll have the audio of that a little bit later. It's kind of entertaining. He is He's just a moron or a crazy person. And and do we have the? I guess no. He was just uh, shaking his fist. That's right. That the other rant he did was purely visual. Now that I think about it, well, he kept screaming, "I'm not suicidal!" As he went out the door again, whatever that, that meant. One, yeah. But we can talk about that later. You know what the word of the day ought to be? The word of the day because I've heard this a lot in the last twenty four hours, and I don't know if I'd ever heard it used this way ever in my life. Wait a minute. My word of the day is colonialism. <laughs> or what, what was our word of the day? Anti-colonialism. <laughs> I imagine yours is different. What is this? Your is a rough, this is a rough word of the day. I keep hearing strategists, and I guess this is the technical term, but it's a rough term. Putin's looking to depopulate the cities. Oh, that's a rough term, man. When they're talking oh. about uh, possible chemical weapons and that sort of stuff. Yes, he's looking to depopulate. Well, now, does that mean what it sounds like it means? Or yes. does he mean just have people get out? Both. Anything. Uh-huh. But the chemical weapons part would be just kill them. Right. So his right. goal is to depopulate the cities. That's uh, that's something, man. That's getting into some really, really, um, what would you call that? Using words like that to uh, sanitized words. To discuss something really awful. I guess you have to do that in the policy world, but the number of people I heard talking about, yes, his depopulation of uh, the city of Kiev uh, could lead him to use chemical weapons. So he no, could, I don't. Ah, I don't think we do need to to, I, to sanitize and euphemize. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to do that either. How about use whatever word makes it sound as awful as it is? But yeah. if, you, if you want the good news story, how about the freaking 
uh, sneak attack on that tank convoy yesterday where they took out all those Russian tanks. That was awesome. That was awesome. We need that more of that. Stuff. Yeah, that here, was here. freaking fantastic. Blowing the tops off those tanks, dead Russian soldiers lay, laying everywhere, including the commander, the whole thing. They took out a bunch of tanks. Remember, Mike Lyons keeps telling us he's amazed that they've lost a single tank. I don't know how many tanks they lost yesterday alone. I got to assume that that's uh, a lot of the super, super high tech. We might not even know about it. American NATO equipment that's getting across the border. Well, and, you know, Vladimir Putin ordered tanks on uh, Amazon. They turned to come out to come out from some Chinese company, and they're terrible. Uh, but, yeah, they're just getting their tops blown off. He shouldn't have clicked on the price low to high. He should have gone high to low. Uh, oh, always know, go high to low. He, he, he chose the cheapest tanks. Yeah, but so, so the tank column's coming in, and the Ukrainians were ready for him, jumping out of everywhere. And just ambushed him and just wiped out the whole column. There's just nothing but flames and dead bodies. Absolutely wow. amazing. And yeah. uh, and the uh, Ukrainians, because they're great at this, and maybe we're helping them with this too. They've been great on the information war part of it. Getting that video of the uh, success of that surprise attack out all over the world. Every channel I watched yesterday had that as their lead story. That's really good stuff. And that's got to be penetrating Russia, too. Sure. Russians have become fairly sophisticated in recent decades at getting outside news. Um, Putin's trying as hard as he can to crack down, but something tells me the Russian folks are, are, are figuring it out. And oh, uh, speaking of information campaigns, i got to go back to the chemical weapon thing before I forget. The likelihood that Putin's going to do something horrific like that, like he did in Syria and crossed Obama's red line because he knew Obama was feckless and hollow, um, that was our original air names, Feckless and Hollow. Yeah, yeah, those were good times. Boy, we had a hit there until you and the scandal, but let's not talk about that. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is incredibly serious. That is the reason, the chemical weapon thing, that is the reason that Russia, with the help of China and bizarrely certain conservative uh, TV hosts, are, are pitching this idiotic notion that the U.S. has been operating bioweapons labs, trying to create uh, chemical and biological weapons in Ukraine. So if there's any, like, chlorine gas that kills 10,000 people in Kiev, that's just that evil American lab. And the fact that there are rather well-known personalities... That are echoing that Russian propaganda is horrifying. Yeah, it is. He's he's attempting to cover up a, a, a chemical attack attack ahead of time, which is it is crossing a red line in terms of uh, warfare. And some of our uh, colleagues and friends in the uh, punditry business are helping him out for some reason. What is we need to talk about that later? Let's start the show officially. Let's start yes. the show officially. Yes. We're all over the we're all over the map. Come on here. now, let's dot our eyes and cross our T's. Exactly. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, March 11th, the year 2022. New you in 22? Eh, not yet. Not not for me yet. <laughs> uh, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Actually, if I'm in charge, we'll probably dot our T's and cross our eyes. But all right, let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Tiger Woods was inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame yesterday in Florida, but he still hasn't heard back from the Driving Hall of Fame. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. We just haven't heard. 
Wow. Yeah, see, I saw Wow. I saw some of the his daughter inducted him and uh, it was tearful and all that sort of stuff and she talked about how proud she is and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, how about she throws in so and uh, just one final thing. How about you stop mixing ambient and booze and getting in the car? How about you stop that, dad? <laughs> and then uh But anyway, cool thing on the golfing. Sure, it's wonderful. Um what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so uh New you in twenty two. I am. Um, I it started on this supplement that's supposed to be really good if you if you're working out, you know, to help you help you lose weight, gain muscle, all that sort of stuff. I'm taking the supplement. What 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 portion of the equation seems to be lacking? If you were going to guess, <laughs> I'm doing a pretty good job of regularly taking the supplement. <laughs> oh yeah, you're proteining up. You're ready oh, for yeah. that workout. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I if if I ever work out, I am really. Really dialed in. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, anybody who's a parent can relate to this. This is honest to God, not pre-kid Jack, where it's just, you know. And actually, I worked out regularly before I had kids. Uh, it's not just sloth and lazy. It's just always a kid sick or something happens with homework or, or whatever. And it's just, and you, you, you go all day long, you work, you take care of kids, you get the homework done, you get the meal cleaned up, you make sure they got school clothes that are clean, you do all that sort of stuff, and then you're supposed to work out? What the hell? Those of you that do that, congratulations. But the rest of us aren't. Well, I'm sure they have many negative qualities, too, that we could pick at. They just get that right. <laughs> but they're probably bad people. Seriously, though. I mean, you know, you know what those days are like. It's just... It, it, you know what I'll do now? After doing all of those things that are just being a responsible adult, now I'm going to do something else responsible and disciplined before you know before I wrap up my day. Whatever. <laughs> all I hear is excuses. <laughs> That's right, Michael. Thank you. Well said. There's winners and people who make excuses, and which are you, huh? Oh boy. Can we change the topic? <laughs> Why? Oh, I, I like know. beating myself up, thinking that might make me actually get to you know work out more. Well, maybe got the room all cleaned up. <laughs> got the room cleaned out. It's right over there. So I got the room all cleaned up. Got the weight bench. Got the weights all lined up. You know, by weight. I mean, it's really ready to go. Wow! It's really, wow. it's really ready to go. If anyone were ever to, walk, I, have, I suppose I'll have to dust the weights off before I pick them up, so I can. Read what the poundage is on them. <laughs> the dust is gathered. But um, oh man, maybe we ought to take a break and we can get back into the conversation of uh, the crowd pushing Russian propaganda and what is going on psychologically there. What is that or, all about? Or are they on Putin's payroll? I'm I'm utterly befuddled by it. I, I do not know, and I usually have an opinion. Perhaps you've noticed that. I I, I don't even know what to think. Yeah. Plus, we um, have uh, the the, the freedom loving quote of the day: "Mailbag and cow." It's Friday, so we have clips of the week. How does that look, mailbag? Oh, it's it's good. It's it's terrific. I just hope we have time for any four stars. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Text, text line <laughs> is uh, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
I'm certainly interested in the Ukraine story. I take in news all day long on it, but the new poll up from the Wall Street Journal certainly uh, backs up that just as a show content choice, uh, it's a good one because practically everybody is closely following this story. More on those numbers and everything coming up. Freedom-loving quote of the day, mailbag. You can slip a last-minute email in if you want, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Let's grow up about this, okay? That's why we're here today. There's a frickin' war going on. Yes, I got that. I got that. We're not going to put the United States in direct conflict uh, with Russia. It wasn't pre-consulted with us that they plan to uh, give these planes to us. Do not shift the responsibility. Send us planes. Can you trust Putin? Trust? Oh, no, I trust only my family. The thing is, is a Russian soldier is going to be willing to die for their country because that's what it's going to take. And, and frankly, I just don't see them doing that. And that convoy still stuck. They are having morale problems. So basically, they're the Lakers. Putin is angry and frustrated right now. He's likely to double down. He, was, he sounded detached. It was the angriest I've ever seen him. Uh, this is a, a messianic mission that he is on. This is why he has to be stopped. They seek a surrender from Ukraine. This is not what they are going to get. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen. Our lockdowns, distressing as they were, saved lives. The idea that you wouldn't be honest about that, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. A friend in need is a friend indeed. (laughs) And there are 9,000 unused approved drilling permits. Uh, It's one of the most misleading statistics. It's an old Democratic talking point that we've heard for years. When it gets to half, you put 20. Then when it gets back to half, you put 20. Yeah, but but I'll keep stopping putting 20 in and it'll be 80 the same amount of gas. John Snitian and Lecturas, Mr. McAdams. I am Mr. McAdams, and I haven't said a word, so stop yelling at me. (laughs) Sorry, I got that confused. Ah, it it happens. It happens in this business. You berate and belittle a guest for minutes at a time, and then realize you're talking to the wrong guy. (laughs) That's That's one of the funniest things as a talk show host I've ever seen. Yeah, just fabulous. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I'm going to keep it simple today. The words of Vladimir Zelensky, glory to Ukraine, glory to the heroes. Yeah. Fight on, fight on, folks. Mailbag. Hey. We have so much great email, so much input, so many thoughts, thoughtful thoughts. Thoughts thoughtful about those thoughts. thoughtful thoughts. That's right. We'll do a little bonus mailbag later on. Guys, while listening to yesterday's show, I had an idea. So, Joe, that's me, regularly insists he's, quote, not a violent man. Then immediately either declares the wish to punch somebody or requests the universe to inflict some sort of irritating or mildly ailment upon them. He did both within 75 seconds yesterday on two different topics. 
That's uh, true. The, uh, that is one of your go-tos. <laughs> Look, I'm not a violent man, but if that person were here right now... <laughs> The two different topics were the state grilling toddlers about not wearing masks and TSA extending mask mandates on planes. I have no right to ask this of her, but if Mary in the Ho, that's Mary in San Jose who compiles the list of our fanciful band names and books and the rest of it, if she could compile a list of all the people Joe would like to experience pain or an, and or annoyances, I'll bet it would be a long list for such a not violent man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Jonathan, when you're nailed, you're nailed, and you nailed me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, brother. Uh, Let's see. This this was sent along by uh, Brittany in Texas. Guys, I'll see your gas pump sticker and raise you Nancy and Kamala, and it's a picture of a gas pump with the inevitable Joe Biden. I did this, pointing at the price, and then there, there's a uh, a Nancy Pelosi saying, I helped, and a Kamala Harris waving, and her caption just says, I just suck. <laughs> oh, oh, no. This oh, isn't good. That's over the line. See, that's just hurtful. If I saw that at a gas pump, I would not laugh. I absolutely wouldn't I would stand have tears there laughing out of my eyes like I do right now. <laughs> I just oh suck. Oh. The time for us to do what we have been doing is every day. <laughs> what? New polling on how many people are paying attention to the Ukraine story. Uh, Ian Bremmer on why it makes sense that we pay more attention to it than other stories. It's not racism. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The very best scenario here looks to be a minimum of 5 million Ukrainian refugees and another 35 to 40 million that are occupied directly by a brutal Russian force. That's not stability going forward. That's Ian Bremmer. Uh, yeah, things are going to be bad in Ukraine for a while, according to Ian. Um, I think that's probably true, although the Ukrainians had a pretty good day yesterday, taking out a tank column that was headed toward to Kiev, ambushed it and took out a whole bunch of tanks, killed another one of your uh, Russian tank commanders. How long are the Russians? How, how long can Putin even get his guys to fight, I wonder? That's got to be a problem. Yeah, that's, uh, that is a big question, Mark, although they are fighting. They are certainly firing artillery into oh, yeah. apartment complexes and mental hospitals now and the rest of it. But yeah. um, So that column of the stalled convoy has gotten closer to, to Kiev and is now fanned out and is in the process of encircling Kiev the way they have that other port city that they've starved off. I brought this up as listening to the news with my son yesterday, and because he has a history class in sixth grade, he says, a siege. We've learned about sieges. Yeah, I said, yeah, that's as, that's as old as warfare gets. Surrounding a town or a village until they just, you know, they give up because they run out of food and water and everything else. And that's what Putin's up to right now. And he's about to do it with the capital, which is uh, grim. It's going to take a couple of weeks to try to surround the town. Whether or not he can pull that off as we ship in by the thousands some of the best technology on earth for taking out tanks and trucks and troops and that sort of thing i hope we've gotten enough in fast enough uh, i suspect that we've done pretty well just because i know the routes are starting to be closed off because they're still transporting everything uh, via land via truck 
Right. I, I, I still haven't heard anybody seriously talking about airlifting supplies into uh, Mariupol, for instance. Um, I don't know why. Nobody's even suggesting it. Because it would be an act of war? Which, I, I don't know if you followed any of the testimony yesterday. There are a growing number of... Uh, people in the government, mostly Republicans that I heard, but some Democrats who are saying, "What? what is this so we can give them stinger missiles and javelins to take out tanks but not planes? I mean, this is ridiculous. So there there are a number. Mitt Romney was was uh, yelling about it yesterday. There, mm-hmm. there, there's a growing voice of we're, we're being too careful here. We're slicing it too thin. Now, I don't know what the right level of careful is because uh, nobody wants to go uh, into a nuclear war with a crazy guy uh, like Vladimir Putin. But, man, that whole argument of we can give them this but not that or we can give them that but it has to go through them, is that is something. Well, but nobody's saying that dropping water and baby food is an act of war. I just I would like somebody to try it. Anyway, Wall Street Journal out with a new poll today. 89% of voters are paying close attention to the war. 89%. Great, Scott. When's the last time any 89% of the voters paid attention? You'd have to go back to 9-11, I think, to have a story where you had that uniform and interest in a story. The view, only 4% of Americans have a positive view of Vladimir Putin. 4%, and it's uh, almost dead even between Republicans and Democrats. Not, uh, that's another thing that hasn't happened in 20 years is bipartisan agreement on a lot of these issues. Where people have the same feelings. And and I'm seeing uh, on the uh, 4% side uh, idiocy on both sides of the aisle as well. So maybe that'll bring us together. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, this poll does have uh, Biden's approval rating up to 42 42- Forty-two percent. He's had a bounce back in several of the polls, whether it's the State of the Union address or uh, the war, and people are rallying around their leader. I don't know. Yeah, I I know that the uh, the people who craft Democratic talking points are really pushing the narrative that it was Joe Biden's brave and wise leadership that brought NATO together and fashioned the sanctions and and is 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 pursuing this fine line but effective. Uh, you know, arming the Ukrainians without starting World War Three. How about this in terms of uh, um, uh, bipartisan views? The idea of banning imports of Russian oil, third biggest oil supplier in the world, and we're going to say, nah, we don't want your oil. Uh, 79% support from the voters, including 75% of Republicans. So it's almost even across the parties. Mm-hmm. And that is something that all of those voters... I think at least suspect that's going to make their gas cost more and are okay with it, apparently. Yeah, at some point we ought to get to. I don't have my uh, my sheet of sound in front of me. This might be an appropriate time to get to unless you were going to plunge on to something else. The, uh, just, go, go ahead. ahead. I just have more poll numbers here. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, have at it. They asked I was going to say we questions. ought to talk about the... Uh, uh, the whole energy price, the Putin's price hikes. This is the Putin inflation effect. The White House is claiming as hard as I can. We'll deal with that in a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they both start with P's, so I think they think that's going to catch on. The Putin price hike. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the Putin price hike. Well, yeah, I know. You saw the inflation numbers. It's the Putin price hike. Seeing if they can get that to stick. Um, how about this one? 
35% of voters said the United States was doing the right amount in its involvement in Ukraine. 46% wanted the nation to do more. So 46, 35, do more or the right amount. Um, that's a pretty high number with a very small number of saying we need to do less. I feel like the crowd, you know, I mentioned 4% of voters have a favorable view of, of Vladimir Putin. I feel like all 4% of those people text me. Um, every one of those people in America. 65% favorability rating for Zelensky. 8% unfavorable. The rest don't know. But only an 8% unfavorable for Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, those of you in the crowd, and I, I'm only bringing this up because I think it's interesting psychologically. I have no interest in engaging you in conversation, and I'd be perfectly fine if you never listened to the show again. Those of you who are into the whole, this is phony, these are all actors... Uh, Ukraine's the bad guys. I can't figure out if, like, you work for Russia or you're Russian bots. These aren't even real texts. Or or the psychology of this has always been interesting to me. Those of you who don't believe school shootings are real, I assume you're the same crowd. Is it just uh, I'm smarter than everybody else? Yeah, I think it's mostly dumb people who want to think they're smarter than everyone else and not dumber than everyone else. You guys, you're such idiots following the mainstream media. I'll tell you what this. If you have Republicans and Democrats and MSNBC and Fox and the New York Times and the New York Post agreeing on a story, I think it's probably true on any particular story. Right. Is there the fog of war effect happening? Of course. Is there corruption in uh, in Ukraine? Yeah, of course. Like every former Soviet republic, uh, the, the, the communism is the ultimate corruption. And so, yeah, as they emerge from that, yeah, the oligarchs have too much power. They're pulling too many strings, et cetera, et cetera. We all know that. Everybody knows that. It's, but it, 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 it doesn't change the, the greater questions. No, and I just, I'm just fascinated by that crowd, and it's so vocal. You see so much of it on Twitter and text and that sort of stuff, which is one of the reasons everyone should ignore Twitter, because it, uh, it, it adds up to a tiny, tiny slice of America that gets outsized influence. Well, and Tucker just, Carlson was way on board with that crowd last night. For some reason, I have no idea why. Yeah, I know he's 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 lost it. I don't know what's happening. Number one cable news show in America going full Alex Jones last night. I have no idea why. Yeah, bizarre, bizarre. But uh, I just I'm honored to think that we're worthy of being attacked by Russian bots. Apparently, of course they'll they'll jump on a Twitter account with 103 followers too. Well, I'll, so I was going to ask. It's, Maybe that doesn't make sense. I was going to ask, is it is some of it the crowd that like doesn't believe there's such thing as evil people? But that can't be it. No, no I think, no, it, I think it's just, what you said. It's just, you know, I can't be with the with the rest of the crowd. I've always got to be, you know, smarter, cooler. I've got some inside angle that's different than everybody else just because. Right, right. But then they're not smart enough to be able to look through evidence and figure out which is credible and which is not they just suck up everything that agrees with their premise uh, without question without examining it and then summarily reject again without thinking about it anything that tends to go against their premise but you know i there's a lot of kinds of crazy in the world and i can't fix them so um right. the the email seems to be slightly saner than the text for some reason Maybe, uh, well, like I said, I'm not interested in arguing with the people. I'm just interested in the fact that psychologically it exists, but uh, that's that. Oh, speaking of things that exists, exist psychologically, uh, I thought this was a great little piece of uh, 
wisdom in in mailbag, Jeremy from Eagle, Idaho, uh, wrote on a couple of different topics. But then he said on the topic of Wordle cheaters, it's easily explained. And, of course, it comes down to social media. If you've ever seen this, and I've seen this many times as a guy who played Wordle for about two weeks when it got hot, um, you show your guesses and how quickly you got it right. It's someone sharing that they've solved today's Wordle. Notice how many guesses it took me. Three. You get six guesses, and it took you five or six. You, so, you know, you're not going to share that. How embarrassing. You see your friends guessing in two to three tries. It seems impossible. So you decide to cheat so you can post on social media that you guessed it quickly because you're so smart. Jeremy writes, people are sick, and social media twists people even further. Sad. So Wordle is guessing a word? That's what it is? Yeah, yeah. And everybody you, uh, is everybody in the country guessing the same word? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you try not to, uh, you know, accidentally hear what the word is, apparently. I, I play care. Wordle on TikTok while eating avocado toast. That's wow. what I do. Sounds like a lovely morning. Mm-hmm. Listening to K-pop. That's what I do. That's oh, my boy. Thing. Oh, that was too much. So, uh, did you hear Jussie Smollett kind of lose it yesterday when he got sentenced to... A small amount of time in jail. Freaking crazy person. <laughs> and prettier than he is brainy, I think. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah the, the, the audio on this it, 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 straight out of the courtroom. I mean, this was to the judge. We'll have that for you next. Pretty entertaining. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. You happy it's the weekend? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I don't know. Um, I think a solid majority is happy. It's soon to be the weekend, Jack. You're guessing a uh, plurality is happy it's the weekend? I've done a snap poll, yes. The number is overwhelming. Uh... Somebody texted that what the judge should have done yesterday in the sentencing in the Jussie Smollett trial was announce a special Emmy or Oscar award <laughs> that the Academy has given him for an outstanding performance in criminal fraud or something like that. <laughs> the judge did call Jussie Smollett yesterday a hypocritical charlatan. Uh, accused him of being narcissistic, arrogant, and selfish. These are all true. You wanted to make yourself more famous. You were actually throwing a pity party for yourself. That's some pretty harsh tongue lashing from the judge. And then they gave him, what, 150 months in jail? How long is that? Days. 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 Yeah. How, how long days. is that? I like this one, too, that the judge said, your very name has become an adverb for lying. So he's going to spend five months in jail for all that? Seems like that ought to be a bigger penalty than it is. But anyway, so after he gets sentenced with that and a bunch of community service, which I've known a number of people who got community service in my life, and it's always been a joke in their cases, so I expect it to be for a uh, TV star. But he wasn't very happy with the sentencing, and after that happened, he, he, he stood up and started ranting and raving. Here it goes. No, I was just like to say to Your Honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. Right. 
did this and it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Okay. Uh, good for you. Now go off to jail. Glad to hear. I like the judge said when he sentenced him, and it begins right now. So <laughs> it's like you're headed to jail right now. You're going you're gonna to take off your really expensive suit, and you're going to put on this, uh, this not-so-flattering orange outfit. And you're going straight to a jail cell, young man. The Cook County Jail, which is no trade either. Yeah, I'll bet it's not. I'll bet it is not. That's where he has to spend his time. Yeah. Yep. I always remember this because I had a friend who had done a total of seven years in a variety of institutions in his life. And uh, drugs. Drugs got him there. But um, he said no place scarier than county jail. He said prison is way less scary than the county jail. So Jesse Smellett is not going to some sort of... uh, you know, place where you play tennis and that sort of stuff. Anyway, if you couldn't hear what he said that, he started shouting, I'm not suicidal, I'm not suicidal. Did the judge mention anything about that? I haven't read that anywhere. Or was that just, like, out of nowhere? No, I think he was thinking uh, Jeffrey Epstein or something, or I don't know. I'm not suicidal, I'm not suicidal. When he started yelling and stood up, then a couple of, like, bailiff's cop-type-looking people ran over and stood behind him like, okay, let's not get too crazy here. I was hoping that they'd tase him and put him in the neck hole and all that sort of stuff. Whoa, hey, easy. If I did this, that means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I'm not suicidal. If anything happens to me when I go there, I did not do it myself and you must all know that. And then when he, when he finally headed out the door, he started, he did the fist in the air, black power salute and yelled, I'm not suicidal a few more times. Right. So he's really on that whole, I'm not suicidal thing. Putting aside his odd choice of words, uh, sticking my fist in the... What was it exactly? <laughs> uh, I I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country. Okay, that's an odd way to put it. But uh, yeah, that's precisely what you did, Juicy. That is exactly what you did. You made a mockery of, of real racism. You made a mockery of hate crimes in, in order to enhance your resume so you would be the victim and you would get more famous and more rich. It's pathetic. It's pretty awful. And as we mentioned earlier, you're messing with a very, very delicate topic that can lead to, well, it can lead to millions of deaths if you get a race war going, um, as we've seen in countries around the world throughout history. So it's nothing to uh, to mess with. And um, yeah, well, everything the judge said about him is true. What a what a weird, weird story. Yeah, yeah, but entertaining in a way. In a weird, in a disturbing way. He's unhirable, isn't he? Ah, certain activist-y people might want to give him work. But if Chris Rock and uh, Dave Chappelle... Dave Chappelle are both, you know, mocking him and thinks he's an idiot. He certainly doesn't have... I don't know how much support he's got out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck there, Juicy. Enjoy (laughs) moron. You yeah. freaking moron. That's what the judge said, should have said. You're a freaking moron. You know what your problem is? You're <laughs> born symmetrical, but your brain don't work. You're dumb as a horse. 
Yeah, quit, quit, <laughs> quit coming up with clever ideas or run them by somebody or something. Here's what I'd do if I were you. I'd try to get hired to be on shows and act the best you can, but don't come up with any like complicated political plots for this or that. That's, that's not your, uh, not your wheelhouse, not your yeah, strength. Right, exactly. I just, I hate to think I live in a world where 3 a.m. sub freezing, uh, subway runs are, are, are too dangerous to go on because Black Nigerian white people might hunt me down. That's just, it's disturbing. So do you think maybe he is suicidal, though? That's why he was yelling all that? And he's going to, do you think he's going to try to off himself in prison and thinks that'll become a thing? Or? I know, I have no idea. I, I don't know what he was talking about. Okay. He just, he's afraid somebody's going to off him and, and call it a suicide because he is such uh, an important civil rights activist. Maybe that's it. Oh, no, sure, surely not. I don't. Yeah, I suppose I suppose that's possible. It's well, difficult to explain what a cuckoo nut is thinking. The New York Post claims that a fuming Putin has fired several of his generals over the invasion losses. I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. The Fuming Putins is also a decent band name. The Fuming Putins. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, if I was in an act, I, that's what I'd call myself tonight at some bar where nobody was watching. Hey, everybody, we're the fuming Putins. The fuming Putins. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Ian Bremmer, kind of a friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, with a good long explanation yesterday of why this war is important, why this should matter more, why it'd be irresponsible if it didn't matter more than Syria and some of the other bad things that have happened in recent memory. And if you've heard any of those stories, those bizarre stories about the U.S.-funded bioweapons labs in Ukraine, all right, we'll deal with that, please. Awesome. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.